0: I'm Jason Barkley, and this is a Precision Massage and Healing Podcast, Healing the Nation, episode six, growth. Now, this is my favorite, um, even more than unchaining. Uh I love true self-improvement, growth, study, exercise, and so on. Um, but all of these hard-hitting and challenging self-improvement activities are really hard to do when we are being chained by, you know, our own guilt or the things of the past that hopefully we're getting better at overcoming over time. Um, it's really hard to do when we spend a majority of our energy and time beating ourselves up or with negative language than, you know, saving that precious energy for getting stronger, better, smarter, faster, sexier. Um, more able as clinicians, as doctors, as professionals, be better leaders that get more productivity out of our employees without needing as much duress, threats, or anger that end up leading to higher turnover rates and lower production. Another example of how sometimes good intentions can become its own cautionary tale. Um, but the areas of personal growth, um, You've heard all of these before, but hopefully now that you know how stress has been the main thing in your way, how dopamine has been making these things harder to enjoy, and tools and insights to both understand those things, Unchaining and so on, to help make these things more possible. Um, but before we get into these, I want to share a story about Mount Everest. Because everyone asks, how much should I be doing? and in any of these areas. And um, people that, that want to climb Mount Everest, they're already at the top, what, 5% of healthy people on the planet? Like, you already have to be in very good physical shape to even apply. But even then, you have to undergo three months of like, truly challenging training physically and mentally before they'll even let you try And then, even then, after all that, when you embark on your journey, they tell you, don't look at the top. Only look at your next footstep. And then one day, you'll look up and realize you made it to the top. those, Those are like Olympic athlete level in shape people. You know, and even for them, they say, don't look at the goal. It's never about the goal. It's about the journey. Um, and then with that in mind, there's this one other story that I'll share real quick. And uh, there's three monks sitting and meditating on the top of a hill. Uh, the first one has his eyes open. The second has his eyes closed. And the third is dancing and singing with his shirt off. Uh, the first one asked Buddha, like Buddha, how much longer must I meditate for enlightenment? And Buddha smiles and he says, well, at least a thousand more years. And the second one opens his eyes and says, what about me? I'm doing it better. And Buddha again just smiles and says, you too need a thousand more years of uh, meditation. Like, man, I must really suffer for enlightenment. And then the third one temporarily pauses his dancing and singing and says, what about me? The other two laugh at him, like, "Look at this goofball! He needs at least a hundred thousand years." But Buddha just smiles and he says, "You too need at least a thousand more years of dancing and singing." And the moral of the story is, it's not just about the journey, and it's not just that um, we need to learn to enjoy the journey itself, but to make those changes to our journey so that we can better enjoy, so that we can save ourselves more time. Journey changes is one of the key things, one of seven things I ask my clients every week. What journey changes did you do this week? I don't care how small it is. I don't care if it's... um, I began putting the toilet paper in place or no matter what it is, as long as it's something. And it can be adding more music. It can be adding in more yoga. It can be any of the wellness routines. It can be... um, Getting little gadgets and gizmos that help our life in some way, it can be anything that is designed to help make our journey itself not only more tolerable, but even more enjoyable. Um, Like some people may feel like they're shopping a lot to fill an empty void from within. And sure, that's something that we have to keep mindful of. But at the same time, Getting a few things here and there, like a painting or various, or even if it's like a chopper to make work in the kitchen easier, those are, those are quintessential to the wellness process to getting healthier and making whatever we decide that those changes are on a step-by-step basis, week by week or month by month, just to be mindful and dedicated to making our lives more worth living, more entertaining, very challenging during quarantine times, but still possible. And still something that we have to be willing to give ourselves the permission to do, you know, within budget and within reasons. Um, but journey changes uh, is the most important, if nothing else, uh, out of this podcast. Just remembering the journey changes alone will go a really long way. Um, And then obviously one of the first personal growth things that you can do is study. Um, Ideally from established um, figures and whatnot, because you do run into a danger of, in our country especially, we've had a lot of fake grassroots movements that turned out to be run by people um, high up in the government. Um, Who then appear to be like a celebratory of like, look, we have someone on the inside. No, they've been on the inside the whole time beginning these grassroots movements just to then make you think that you now have someone on the inside. Um, But so and that's what's tough about self-improvement in study is because we can't make it based on what other people think it means to be a good person, what other people think is true or false. It has to be what we genuinely, um, find to be true ourselves, uh, which is a scary thing to think of because finding out what's true or false on our own is kind of a tall task. So there has to be obviously some reasonableness there, but if we only turn to more of the same If we only turn to more angry words at the club choir, that's not going to improve us. It's going to make us more angry. A good rule of thumb is if we're reading a book or if we're listening to someone that is making us angrier and angrier at the other side, at ourselves or others, they're not a good person to listen to. It's okay to judge a healer or speaker by... The emotions they make us feel. Like, there are definitely things done by the other side that are worthy of anger, that are worthy of criticism. I don't care what side of the aisle that you're on, there are things that can be done, that should be done, to correct wrongdoing. Um, obviously one side more than the other, but, um... Still, even with the other side of the aisle doing things that are infuriating, if you find that level of anger getting worse without the other side necessarily doing anything different than you're used to them doing, then you have to find better people to listen to. It's too, it's, and I admit that it is very easy, all too easy in our world to give in to our anger at the others, and shout from the rooftops how angry you are, and look at what else they're doing now. But that only furthers the divide. Um, the wellness approach to anger is always first inwards. Like, what am I doing that? What have I done that may have fueled their craziness? Then I'll take sure. You know what? I'll take responsibility for that. I'll own that. I'll f- work on that. It doesn't mean you have to also respect them and love them and all that, but the wellness approach is self first. Like taking that responsibility, taking those steps, taking care of ourselves first so that we can better be there for others. Um, and yet study is amazing. But we have to be careful that we don't just go down the same rabbit hole, the same... um ideas and beliefs that we find comforting and true, that we have to be willing to challenge ourselves intellectually. Um, you know, learning, uh, just spending time, uh, learning anything, like a language and so on and so forth, being careful, again, of, uh, rabbit holes or, um, things that seem to repeat themselves in different areas that we can mistake as evidence, um, as anyone can do that with, you know, it. um, but yeah, don't want to get into that too much. Getting some experience, getting some, like, whatever it is we're trying to get good at, getting some time in, getting some elbow grease in, getting, um, you know, being willing to fail, like, fall forward, you know, don't be so afraid of doing something wrong that you're not willing to learn or act, relax. Tell yourself, it's okay if you're not already the most amazing person in the world. It's okay if you're not studying as much as you wish you would. It's okay if you're not exercising as you mu- as much as you wish you would. That you yourself, as you are now, you're more than okay. And especially because you are working on your wellness path, you're working on improving. Um, you know, if one person was, you know a full-on bigot racist negative person but they said you know i realize how sometimes things that i say can be wrong and i'm working on it i'm going to be more willing to talk to that person than someone who had a small flaw but thought it defines them and they'll always have it um because we are not our flaws we are not our negativity we are not um but for anyone that believes that that, that defines them well that's that's a rough choice to make and that's not a choice that you deserve to have enforced upon you by yourself. Um, but yeah, other things that we can do to grow, um, you know, live life, push your comfort zone, uh, try things you haven't tried before, try to make foods that you haven't made before, you know, just, um, push your comfort limits, push your boundaries, try some martial arts, amazing, um, sensor building, um, you know, try public speaking, uh, team sports, um, refining your skills, practicing. Um, in the martial art world, you can, you know, go to a class and, you know, fight, fight people in real life and get better. But the martial studies in the martial art world have shown that just imagining yourself practicing martial arts and how you might defend something is still beneficial so even if you're not going out there cl- rock climbing and biking, and, um, or as a doctor doing surgeries, spending time just imagining yourself being successful, or imagining problems that scare you, and role playing in your mind of getting through them, or even out life in person, those are very valuable growth exercises. Whatever it is that you feel negative about yourself, imagine, spend time imagining yourself doing the opposite. Like if you think you're um, fat or heavy, and then at least spend time imagining yourself getting into more motion, eating better, looting, losing some of that weight. It does count partially. You're not going to lose calories from imagining yourself exercising, but it does count as far as your wellness wellness journey goes. It's, wellness is not all or nothing, Miss America or nothing. It's a step by step process and learning to build that inertia within us little bit by little bit by little bit until nothing can take us down. Um, you know, learning another language, uh, improving your exercise routine, but exercise should be only limited to about 70% of what you think you can. The rest of that energy should be reserved for self healing. When people go too hard at the gym to complete and total failure um, without a recovery process in place, then their recovery is going to get tougher and tougher, and they're going to be able to do less and less in the gym. You can get to total failure in one rep without, or within a few reps if you're muscle building, without hitting systemic failure that then gets in the way of the healing process, which is the only time that muscles grow anyway. Um, Especially and if you're in recovery, if you're recovering from an accident, gently get back into motion. But in that case, fibromyalgia, or if you have something serious, limit your effort to 30% of what you think you can do to really keep that energy in reserve for healing. But if you do no motion, you're not going to get more energy uh, and so on. And I mean, also, and this part of the process and part of what we talked about before includes... To not feel better, spend time wishing that you were better. Do it. Work on it. And we can say that now in this part of the process. I couldn't really say that before the unchaining process. Or you'd be like, screw you, you don't know what I'm going through. I do. Um, And as we we can get to this point where we can say, you know what? F it. I'm going to do something. You know, I'm going to get a little healthier. I'm going to exercise just a little bit, a little bit more each day. I'm going to try to. I'm going to work on getting some sort of a routine in that I know will be good for my body and mind. Um, And then, lastly, uh, I have worked to find common beliefs, fears, and anger with the other side, and work to handle them. That'll always be the solution to world peace. Not by just yelling about hypocrisy that we see on the other side, where you can have people on the other side, you know, saying, especially one side more than the other, but that doesn't matter. Um, saying one thing and then the opposite, you know, same person, same video. Um, like it's not helpful for us to get pissed about the other side's hypocrisy or treason or crimes Because we're we're no longer in a world where just shouting about things that we see that are dishonest, untruthful, and negative to our way of life, we're no longer in a world where all it takes is just to shout about it. Now we've gotten into this world where shouting about it only seems to fuel them to do it even more. Um, And some things have to be shouted about. Don't get me wrong. But we, but at the same time, we shouldn't be in a shout-first, listen-second type of society. If we can work on these common ground things that we all have problems with and own up to our own mistakes while at the same time we call them out, then that's the only way that progress is possible. You know, like I've seen just about every political debate online between the different well-known debaters. Is usually nothing more than them trying to push for their talking points and looking at different statistics and data and whatnot in their own biased point of view, just to prove themselves right. Like I, I've all you, I've almost never seen any debate end with either side seeming to have learned something they didn't know walking in there with, and that's not how conversation works. Um, so that's something we need to get better as people and as a society. Um, And as a whole, personal growth is amazing. This is the time when we get into more motion, where we make more progress towards our goals physically and mentally, where we get more in shape, where we get our energy levels up, where we're we're able to stop putting stuff off and start getting to them. You know, if, if that's not enlightenment, if that's not heaven, I don't know what is. Um... And again, the better we get at the previous steps, the easier this becomes, the more growth actions, especially exercise, that we do, the easier it becomes to unchain and so on. It all kind of goes hand in hand. But the point, uh, one thing to keep in mind is that no matter how impossible a goal used to appear with all of this in play, there is no goal that's too out of reach or too impossible, one step at a time.